0: On today's Patriot Nation podcast, we are continuing our breakdown of the 2020 positional uh, positions on the Patriots. We are going to linebacker in this spot, so inside linebacker and outside linebacker as well. Also, it is underdog week on SB Nation, so we might talk a little bit about a few underdogs of the Patriots. There's one obvious one, uh, but a few others as well. So it's a heck of a, a conversation, so buckle up and cue the music. Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands he has. Pass. Wilson, quick throw, and it's gone. Intercepted. Intercepted the ball. Bags, we are back, and uh, we're another week closer to the season. So, you know, we got that going for us. Just one
1: way to look at it, right? I mean, with everything going on, but hey, we finally yep. got one day in common. I mean, the last two months, we've probably done the same stuff, but today we got out of the house. You played a little golf a little bit after me because yep. you get some time off. I teed off at 5.55 a.m. today. That's dedication, and I shot my That's best savage. round of the summer. Best round of the summer. Some, some, something about just not thinking, just getting up there to the tee and hitting. And I think I'm going to take that from now
0: on. There you go. I you See? hit today, Get the huh? early tee time. I do swing it early. So, uh, not very well. Not very well. But I, you know what, my thing is, I'm, I'm a terrible golfer. But my thing is like, when I can hit, if I hit them straight, I'm okay. You know, as, as everyone, right? But, like, yeah. I never hit him straight. So, like, I think I kind of figured out something with my swing. So, I was hitting them a little bit more straight. But, like, my problem is the short game, man. I, I'll yeah, be on the tough. green, you know, on a par four. I'm on the green, in, you know, in two or three shots. And then I three putt. And I'm like, well, that was a waste. It's just, you know. So, my short game is is, is garbage. And that's really, you know, as they always say. Drive for dough, drive for show, putt for dough. Put for know, dough. That's, that's yep. the way
1: it goes, you know? It's the most so. true statement you can hear.
0: Yep. But um, so. you know, you
1: mentioned let, let's get right into it here because I think it's an yeah. interesting week. And um, you know, you're obviously listening to this Friday. We we're recording the night before. Um, I wrote an article on Julian Edelman. Um, I think, I mean, when you look at the Patriots and you look at underdog week um there's so many guys you can write about man like really go up and down the roster you can find yep. probably 60 to 60, 60 to 70 percent of the roster has you know a unique story of how they got there right and um edelman's been the one that's just like you know he he's one of the best receivers in franchise history and he was a college quarterback and his story is crazy and everybody you know for the most part knows it now because of his documentary 100 percent, and then mm-hmm. his book relentless came out but you know just just like kind of doing some going back and reading you know the little details of the route he took I mean unbelievable man they went to, went to junior college uh at San Mateo you know had no offers had one offer from Boise but they wanted him to go back to JUCO and then Kent State went and you know just his path to to the NFL and now like you look at him now he's had you know Super Bowl MVP game winner versus the versus the uh Seahawks and I made that incredible catch like he's I mean, when it comes down to the most clutch players in NFL history, he's right up there at the top, and and the route he took to get there is is not easy. So, um, right. you know, obviously it's a dry period in in um, in football right now, but SB Nation does such a great job with you know doing these theme weeks in the offseason. just gives you some unique talk, but topics to talk about.
0: Right. No, it's true, and you know, you look at you look up and down the roster, and and the Patriots, you know, consistently have a very high number of UDFA's. You know, guys who who didn't make the team, who didn't get drafted out of camp and, uh, you know, and ended up on the Patriots. But uh, Malcolm Butler is one for me, and I, I'm actually working on a Butler article, and I don't know if it'll be out uh, Friday morning, to be honest with you, but, um, but I'm working on a Butler article. And the thing about Butler that a lot of people don't know is that he wasn't even an undrafted free agent, okay? Yes, he was an undrafted free agent, but what happens is the draft ends, and then they bring all these undrafted free agents in. They call them. They're like, hey, we want you in, blah, blah, blah. Okay, we'll bring you in. And then after they do that, they hold rookie minicamp. And when they hold a rookie minicamp, they have to bring in more guys because they can't run drills, they can't run seven on sevens, they can't run full squad things because they don't have enough guys. So they bring in guys to basically just be camp bodies—guys that are just there. They're just a warm body to, to to fill a gap with that they don't have, you know. And then they're hey, thanks for coming. Here's a check. See you later. You know, I'll never talk to you again. And that's bait. That's what Malcolm Butler was. Malcolm Butler was zero teams in the NFL wanted him at all. The Patriots signed him to an unrestricted deal in May. In May, they sent him to an un- unrestricted deal. So we're talking about, you know, going into rookie minicamp. He showed out at rookie minicamp and then and then he played well. He played so well in I remember training camp being like, who the hell is 29? He's all over the field. And Brady made a comment or two about him to the media during training camp that year in 2014. Of course he ends up getting cut anyways and ends up in the practice squad. And then, you know, the rest is history and whatnot. But like, it's just, you know, to think about where that kid came from, from another kid, Juco kid got kicked off his Juco team, his freshman year. They let him back in uh, the next year. And then he finally got his act together and ended up at West Alabama D2 school for God's sakes. And, you know, and goes undrafted and doesn't, you know, doesn't get picked up and, and just, just gets his way onto the field just because he was too good for them not to put him on the field. And you know it's
1: crazy too. Like the the way he went out too man, and it's I
0: know it's
1: sad too. You know, it's like it's it's yeah it's not like Brady because it's so different, but at the same time it's just like he came and went so like I know Brady was here right. for 20 years, but it's just like looking at him in the Bucks uniform, it's so weird. And then just the way Butler left with the whole Super Bowl and getting bench and then Right. Like it feels like he should have went out on a much better terms. And, um, it's but, tough. but to your, that's, that's to your tough earlier point, man. I mean, when you're looking at those two guys, obviously Edelman and Butler are the two that stick out because of their, you know, their path and, and, you know, their legacy here. But I mean, you look up and like Kyle Van Noy traded, mm-hmm. what was it, for a sixth round pick, comes in, rejuvenates yeah. his career. Um, right. you know, he was a special teamer in Detroit and then comes here right. and he gets a payday. Jamie yep. Collins, he owes Belichick a lake house. He's got him paid twice. Twice, You know, yeah. like so many guys. I know he drafted him and he was drafted relatively early, but he, he had right. one foot out the door last year, man. He was he was a late signing for free agent. I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, it's just it's just a credit to Bell and putting these guys in, in, in the positions to succeed. And I mean, you've made the note of it multiple times, right? I mean, Belichick says, what can you do best? And he puts you right. in that situation that you can succeed in. And it's, and, yep. you know, it's not like, We're going to try him here. I know his weakness here. No, stick to your strengths. We're going to build our team around the strength of our football team, if that makes sense. But that's just why a lot of those guys that come in and they just have so much success coming from nowhere. And and it's going to be interesting, too. I mean, Kyle Duggar, he could be another one. I mean, he hasn't played a snap yet, but what a story that kid is. I mean, went to college, put on 70 pounds. And I mean, it's just crazy. The list goes on and on.
0: Yeah, D two, and you're right. You know, you see those D two kids, and of course, you know is a second round pick, right? So no one's looking at him saying, "Oh my God, what an underdog." But at the same time, yeah, I mean, the kid had zero offers anywhere. He was drafted and, before
1: Grant Delbit, the Thorpey or winner, like he was, which, was what second crazy, safety off you know? the board after McKinney. Yeah, like, he
0: whew. was. And that's the thing, like, and McKinney was after the pick before him, so it's not like McKinney went twenty picks ahead. You know, it just, you know, it, it it's kind of mind blowing when you start looking around and you're like, oh my god, like. Look at the differences here between, you know, some of these guys and, and really, you know, Duggar and, and someone pointed out and I don't remember who it was, but someone pointed out and said, you know, like, look, he made himself into an NFL player, right? You go to Alabama, they're going to make you an NFL player. That's not what Kyle Duggar did. Kyle Duggar went to Lenore Ryan, who maybe has never had a guy drafted in the NFL ever. So he went there and he made himself a pro player. And I think that that says a lot about his character. And again, you know, you start looking at guys like Edelman's a perfect example. He played quarterback. Okay, awesome. So what? You know, it it, it doesn't doesn't make a difference because, you know, he said, all right, I'm playing wide receiver. I'm going all in on wide receiver. I'm going to work my ass off until I make it. And he did. And, And I think that those are guys that you love to root for because of the work ethic that they put in. And, you know, like you said, they're up and down the roster. Think about how many undrafted guys they have every single year on this roster
1: it's great 16 straight years that made it and, and Edelman too it's a cool story I mean we'll get into linebackers in a minute but um, you can read the article that I wrote and I, did, I actually didn't know this he b- before his senior year his uh, his college coaches at Kent State knew he had NFL talent you know didn't know where so they sh- he was a starting quarterback getting reps on the punt and kicking team how many times do you see that you yeah. put your starting quarterback out there and putting kick returns and playing special teams just to just to showcase him a bit because they knew he had NFL you know talent um, and he knew he said if I wanted to play quarterback the CFL was the option if I wanted to you know get a chance I had to make a switch and he did that and right. I mean the rest is history right but um, let's get into linebackers a lot of guys who you know great stories I mean Dante Hightower two-time national champion three-time yeah. Super Bowl winner like I mean that that's no underdog story but that's pretty impressive yeah. Um, yeah. you know obviously starts with him. You know, you got guys like, um, we'll get into it. How how many, how many did they keep on the 53 initially last year?
0: So, so last year they kept eight linebackers. Uh, One of the linebackers is currently on the roster. Derek Rivers was on IR again last year. Um, And so I guess theoretically they kept nine. Uh, Now they, uh, they have John Simon as well. uh, Who is not listed as a linebacker, but could theoretically be considered a linebacker they have chase winovich who is listed as a linebacker but could be considered a dn or a linebacker so you know that's right the list the list is pretty big you know um when you start looking at at the players and and look you just go down the depth chart and kind of see what's going on i think the the guys you mentioned already that are locks hightower's a lock bentley's a lock winovich is a lock john simon's lock and then, obviously, Ushay and Jennings. Now, again, Ushay and Jennings, could they be, you know, D.N.? Could Ushay be a D.N. more than a linebacker? You know, whatever, right? The point is is that some of these guys are going to be edge guys. Some of these guys are going to be linebackers. But I think some of the stuff that's interesting to me, and I just want to talk about Hightower and Bentley for a second. If Bentley can play the inside like Hightower's been doing, that's going to allow Hightower to play all over the field, to use some of his explosiveness elsewhere. At outside linebacker or as a blitzing linebacker, which he's so good at, you know. And if Bentley can really come through this year and prove that, that could free up High Tower to do a lot of different things, and that could really have an impact on the defense. Um, and so I'm excited about what Jawan Bentley can bring. I know he was he had the green dot as a rookie, and then he got hurt. And last year he kind of played sparingly a little bit. He didn't play as much, you know. Yeah, and so that's you know so that's the thing for me is that I look at it and just say. Bentley we need to take a big step up because look they lost Kyle Van Noy, Jamie Collins and the Landon Roberts and you can talk you know all the trash you want about Landon Roberts and he stinks and everything like that and I'm sure Felger well, soccer, he's terrible man. but he filled an important role right he filled yeah. an important role and so you know that that's the type of guy they need so you know so we'll see what happens but you know they went out and they had a clear I think at least a clear vision to get more athletic at the linebacker position. You look at Brandon Copeland, who they brought in, who can play, you know, who can play the deep safety uh, or, you know, deep linebacker. I'm really cover excited two with him. Put his hand really excited right there for
1: there.
0: him. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. And Ushe and Jennings, same thing, you know? So, So we'll see. And then the two guys that they brought in, the one guy, Scooter Harris – so Scooter Harris was an undrafted free agent. He got the most, most guaranteed money by the Patriots as an undrafted free agent. I know. Unbelievable. Right. Dijon is his first name. Dijon Scooter Harris. What a dope name. So he's a UDFA out of Arkansas and he's a little bit undersized about six feet, you know, two fifty somewhere around there, but he projects to be an Orlando Roberts type guy. People say that, you know, He could be he could kind of fill that Alen and Roberts type role where he's just a downhill guy doesn't have really that side to side speed and Roberts was limited like that too but you need a guy like that you could just stick in there and say go stop the run you know you need a guy like that and you're not going to draft him in the first round but as an undrafted free agent that's that's an important guy
1: yeah I mean Roberts was a six round pick out of Houston he played a lot as a rookie. I think he had a great yep. postseason that year. They beat Atlanta. He was he was kind of that yeah. unsung hero. I think he was fantastic. And then obviously this year, filling in at fullback when they desperately needed somebody to try to get that run game going, they, they threw him in there and he did well. Uh, but yep. you mentioned getting more athletic, right? I, I think Jennings, you know, he he might be a sub edge rusher, kind of like what Winovich did. I'm interested, in, in you know, we can. There's so many linebackers on the roster, and like you said, we we mentioned the locks and it'll be interesting to see which way they go with kind of a shortened drop and, and not a lot of on, on the practice field looks. I mean, it's probably going to affect some of the bubble guys, right? Like Derek rivers, you know, he, yep. <laughs> that third round pick and that dreadful 2017 draft that he just can't stay on the field. I mean, a lot of people looked at him as he was the biggest steal of the draft at the time and he just can't yep. stay, get on the field. Right. But Perfect. I think if you're looking at two guys and this is kind of the route we'll go um, kind of prove it years slash take a leap, I look right at Jawan Bentley and Chase Winovich, right? I mean, Bentley, like you said, wore wore the green dot as a rookie. Six-round pick out of Purdue. Third week in Detroit, the game he actually got hurt. He was wearing the green dot. I mean, that just speaks volumes about his leadership and the way they trust him leading like that. Um, You know, and Chase Winovich, who shined as a rookie, man. I mean, there's only three or four guys, I believe, that had more than five sacks as a rookie. It was Chandler Jones, Dietrich Wise. And then Chris Jones, remember he came out of nowhere too, and, mm-hmm. and kind of fell yep. off. But I hope for yes, the white Chris Jones. <laughs> and um, but yeah, I mean Winovich definitely. He only played twenty nine, I think twenty nine percent of defensive snaps. Obviously contributed a little bit on special teams. Um, yeah. I'm interested. To see, I mean, he was a beast, man. He's a fan favorite. I think that's a guy who will be kind of taken out of that sub edge rusher role and, and use him a little bit more. I think he's limited. I don't think he's as as athletic as Uche and Jennings who came in, but I mean, there's a place on the field for Chase Winovich for sure.
0: A hundred percent. And uh, Ty- Taylor Kyle's had a great uh, thread of him earlier this week. And I, I just think Winovich can bring a lot and, and was surprisingly stout against the run. Now he didn't play a ton against the run, but he was surprisingly stout against the run when he had to be. And so I like him a lot. I think John Simon is going to play an integral role for this team. Uh, and again, now is that DN? is that outside linebacker? You know, I don't know. I mean, you know, pick, a, pick a position if you want four, three DN three, four outside linebacker. I, you know, I don't know, but, but he's going to be an important part about stopping the edge, similar to what Kyle Van Noy did. And I'll tell you what, John Simon played great last year. There's no reason to think he won't do the same thing this year. And like you said, Copeland's a, one that's exciting. And then you get the bubble guys, right? Shaleek Calhoun, Derek rivers, right? Scooter Harris is a guy. Cash is a guy who, you know, can, he, their seventh round draft pick uh, out of Wyoming. He, I mean, he's a guy who didn't even have any film on him. I couldn't even find any film on him. I mean, it was like ridiculous. I'm like, oh, I'll find some film. Nope. No film on him. Zero. But they obviously can bring the table as a special teamer. And he has some of that athleticism that they like. So, again, it's going to be interesting. And And one of the things that we've talked about this, Add not well, it's a few times on here, I guess, but that kind of positionless defense that I've talked about a few times where they want guys that can do multiple things overall. The Celtics,
1: you had a great, great, um, great analogy with the Celtics, right?
0: Right. And I think that that's that might be some of the stuff they're going for. And you look at guys like Copeland and Uche and Jennings and Winovich, and you know. And I just think that that's kind of where they're going is they want guys that are athletic enough to stop the pass and stop the run and also be able to run with some of those line with some of those running backs and, you know, and quarterbacks in the case of Lamar Jackson. But like, you know, you need to be able to do everything. And so I think that that's kind of and of course, right, you need those guys in the middle, right? You need the Juwan Bentley's, You need the Scooter Harris. You need the Landon Roberts, the guys in the middle that can stop the run because you You still got to have that up the middle, but you also have to be able to do everything else on the outside too. So, I think that you know, it's a it's a position that I think, although they lost a lot, a lot at this position, I think it could be a a strength of this team going into the season.
1: Yeah, and I mean, when you look at the Patriots, right? I mean, they don't have question marks really on defense at all. Returning. The best cornerback crew in in the in the league, I think, with Gilmore, Jackson, McCourty, John Jones, who I think is one of the best slot guys in the league. And then you add in Juwan Williams, who should who should see some, you know, I don't I think it'll be tough for him to find some consistent time of the field with that group back, but take on some physical, bigger receivers because of his size. Mm-hmm. You know, then you get the safeties. You get McCourty back. They just locked up Chung for another couple of years. Uh, Adrian Phillips who was an all pro two years ago lost time last year due to a broken arm and then you got guys like Duggar who can mold into a role um, you know a couple guys that, that came in as undrafted free agents this year and last year so um, right. and, and the front seven too with Adam Butler Lawrence guy kind of leading the way Bo Allen who they just got a great run stuffer so I, I mean they'll be fine on defense um, and I, I think that's the one thing that they were lacking last year was that athletic at the linebacker and edge position. And they definitely got that through the draft with Uche and Jennings. And then you got, get guys like Copeland who, like you said, can, can play a little safety, can play in the box, probably take on some tight ends because of his athleticism. So um, I'm in, I mean, as excited as I am to see this offense work with Stidham and, and kind of the the adjustments that they make with him, it'll be interesting to see that the improvements that they make on defense and how much bet, like, you know, you lose Van Noyen and Collins who played, you know, big time snaps for you last year. But I just think with the veteran leaders and the way that they molded their defense this year through the drafts and free agency, that they'll be fine. They really will.
0: Right. I agree. I agree hundred percent. And, you know, and that's the thing for me is that when you start looking around and you start saying, okay, you know, who are going to, who's going to fill these roles. And I, again, it's not a one for one switch out, but, you look down the roster, you look down the, the talent that they have at linebacker, and there's a lot of guys there. I mean, you mentioned Jawan Williams at, at, at corner. John Jones, is your fourth corner. John Jones was insanely high relate, highly rated on PFF last year. He's your corner number four. So now you're talking about Jawan Williams as your fifth corner, right? And so, yeah, you say, okay, let's bring him in, and he can cover some bigger guys or whatever, but, like, He's, he's the fifth guy. What do you want him to do? You know, and Bentley was in a similar situation last year where you had Hightower, you had Collins, you had Van Noy, you had Landon Roberts, and then you had Juwan Bentley. And it's like, well, he just, he, there's just too many guys in front of him. Right. And so now he can t- kind of take that role over. And again, I don't know if it was, whether he's going to be able to take that role over from Hightower, but if he can, it's, I think it could change a lot of things about this, about the way that they're able to, to, Roll out this defense in a good way, and I think you know. And again, John Simon is one of those guys. And Taylor, I'll bring Taylor up again because he loves him, some Love John Simon. Simon, and I do too. Yep. Oh my god, him he's himself. like obsessed. I know, right? So, but um, but like Simon, he's a beast, and so like those are the types of guys. Yeah, but underrated, you know, and, and underdog guys. No one even talks about John Simon, and he's a great player. And so I think that you know. That's gonna be solid. I think too, for me, Derek Rivers, man, and you said like he was a steal of the draft, and I'm so disappointed in, in the Derek Rivers thing. And it sucks because it's not really his fault, he just gets hurt. Like and it's like, what are you gonna do? You know? But when you look at a guy like Rivers and you're just like, Man, if he could just put it to get it together this year, like he could really do something. And I don't know how you could have have any faith that he's going to, but like it would just be, it would be awesome if he could really put it together and, uh, you know, and really kind of show something this year in camp. It, it'd be really nice to see, but we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I said, as far as linebackers go, I I'm, mean, I'm Winovich is top of my list. And, and just to kind of wrap things up here, uh, Bentley, this is a big year for him, right? You lose two guys, like I've mm-hmm. mentioned multiple times during the show, in, in Collins and Van Noy, you know. He's a better now, and he's the guy in the middle who's going to, you know, like you said, take over that Hightower role and allow Hightower to do a lot. And I think that's what Van Noy and, and you know, you've mentioned it multiple, multiple times. You know, during Van Noy's tenure here, is he allowed Hightower to, to to really blossom and play his spot? When you lose him, you know, you have to put Van Noy in that role, and, and it just really jumbles up the defense. So. Um, I'm excited for, for, for uh, Bentley. I think it's a huge a year. He's going to be looked to as a veteran in the middle, a key cog in that linebacker crew. Mm-hmm. And then you add in the second-year guys that should take leaps, Winovich. And I'm really excited for Josh Ushay, man. I mean, that guy, whew. I mean, he was taking on yeah. K.J. Hamler in the slot, one of the fastest guys in the league. Like, this guy is I your know. prototypical modern-day linebacker who can literally play anywhere, set the edge, take a slot guy on, play in the box, take a tight end. I mean, this kid's legit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's it, you know, and really honestly, and like we said right at the right at the jump, like they wanted to get faster and more athletic at the linebacker position. And you you saw that was, you know, that was number one on their priority list. And I think they did it through the draft. And again, you know, now does Scooter Harris, does Scooter Harris that type of player? No, but he could fill an important role with Orlando Roberts. By the way, just just the last two years, okay, the guys that they have given the most uh guaranteed money to, obviously this year was Scooter Harris. The year last year was Anthony Beck, uh, the um I don't even know if Anthony was his first name, the the tight end from Texas who stunk. But the year before that was Harvey Lange, who Lange made the squad and then got in a car accident, got in a bad car accident with his wife and uh ended up being out for the season. But um, you know, there is definitely some thought there that he could make this team again as that like roll linebacker stuff to run. And then you can throw a ton of those other you know, athletic guys out there and you say, okay, we got this guy that can stop the run. We have Bentley and Hightower that can play the middle as well. And everyone else, you know, go out there and be an edge guy and set the edge when you need to, but get after the quarterback and chase down running backs and chase down quarterbacks you know, when, they're, when they're running their option plays or whatever and and, you know, and see how it goes. Because they haven't really had that super, super athleticism in a while. So it could be a lot of fun with O'Shea and, and guys like that that really can get after it. It'd be a lot of fun, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's the way the league's trending, right? I mean, the um, quarterbacks are running, making throws that you've never seen before. Like, yep. you know, Pat Mahomes, he's almost better outside the pocket. Um, And these, these running backs now where those dudes like Kamara and McCaffrey, I mean, the league is just speed, speed, mm-hmm. speed. And you need athletic guys, especially at the linebacker position that will be able to chase these guys down, play a quarterback spiral, um, you know, and chase down those speedy running backs and quarterbacks. And that was something that they lacked last year. I think you saw it. You know, they struggled with Mahomes. They sh- I mean, although I mean he definitely didn't have his best game here, but um, you know, Lamar ran all over him and, and they've they've really struggled oh. with mobile quarterbacks for a long, long time. And now that the league is kind of fully trending that way with dual threat guys and RPOs and all that, you need you need the athleticism and they and they finally cashed in at that at multiple spots on the defense. So
0: Right. No, a hundred percent. And you know what, if we're talking about linebackers, we've, we've left them off the list, but we really should include Pat Chung, Kyle Duggar, and Adrian Phillips, because I think that you're going to see some linebackers, some linebacker played by them as well. And Chung did a little bit of that last year. Um, and has in, in the past few years too, but I think you'll see that from all three of those guys this year where they'll be in the box playing linebacker, uh, you know, obviously in a sub package, but yeah, I mean, you know, 70% of the time they're in a sub package anyway. So it's, it's really, it, you know, you're not in a base defense really at all, you know, anymore in the NFL. And so everything's pretty much a sub package at this point. And so, yeah, in those sub packages, you know, you see Chung in the box or you'll see Adrian Phillips in the box. You'll see Kyle Duggar in the box. And I wouldn't be surprised to see them playing linebacker as well. Uh, And again, you know, does that mean that Winovich instead of standing up now is, has his hand in the dirt rushing from DN possibly, you know, but that's what they want is that flexibility and that, you know, that position flexibility from these guys. So it's going to be a, it's going to be an exciting year, I think, from the linebacker spot. Uh, and again, not as many proven veterans as they had last year, but a lot of spots, a ton to of athleticism. Right. A lot of spots to be won and a ton of athleticism. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. So anyways, I think that's all we got for today. So,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. The beauty of all season football. <laughs> I know quick shows get you in and out, Thanks. you know? Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. We're, we're going to break down another position. We're not going to, we're not going to tell you what position it is. Okay. Until you get, you got to tune in every Friday and then you can say, "Oh, shoot, it's the quarterbacks. All right. I don't want to hear them talk about Jared. Sittin. No, no. You got to listen every week, but you'll find out on, on, on Friday morning. So anyway, we've, we've talked enough about Stid. we might save that one till the end, till the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right guys, thanks for ta- thanks for uh thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Talk to you guys.